Hey there, welcome back to The Truth is Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. Megan, today I hear we have a bit of a doozy. We do have a bit of a doozy. Today, we are going to talk about Dear David. Dear David. Dear I feel like I've heard of David. that. David. I'm sure you have, because it was a viral sensation from the last two years. Last two years? Yes. Oh boy. So it's new, but there's a, whew, there's a lot. I'm trapping myself in, because I'm not going anywhere. Buckle up, everybody. This is a lot. Buckle up. Okay, so we start in the summer of 2017. Oh. And writer and illustrator Adam Ellis launched I, what? I just about corrected you saying two years ago, 2017. It's oh. 2019, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so Adam Ellis launched an ongoing Twitter thread about his haunted apartment. He explained that the ghost of a child was living in his apartment and was trying to kill him. Oh. So uh, Ellis first saw the child during a bout of sleep paralysis. Uh, the child was sitting in a green rocking chair at the foot of Ellis's bed and had a misshapen head with a dent on one side. Uh, the child rose from the rocking chair and began to shamble towards Ellis, who luckily regained his movement and fully awoke before the child reached him. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which would be terrifying. I mean, just a little bit. Just a little. Uh, a few nights later, Ellis had a dream that he was in a library mm-hmm. and a girl approached him and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? Uh, Alice asked the girl who dear David was, and she went on to explain that David is dead, and David only appears at midnight, and if you see him, you can ask him two questions, but you must preface the questions with dear David. Mm -hmm. I know, I knew you were going to be this way through this whole, this whole one. (laughs) And this goes on for so long. I'm already, I'm already, like... So much. Oh There's God, we've so already much. blown up our mic. But uh, so much. So I'm already like just shit eating grin. Just like, are you kidding uh, me? Uh, hold on, hold on. Like the thought going through my head right now is, uh, like, uh, oh God, I can't even. Like, it reminds me of the uh, Monty Python, and you can ask him questions. Have you seen that uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Not a long time. Okay, okay. It's been a long time since I've seen it, too, but it just seems like... Uh, it's just, like, so oddly specific. Yes. It's... it's Okay. It gets even more specific. Okay. They are so for serious that if you ask David three questions, he'll kill you. Oh, don't ask him three questions. No, just two. Do they make two. a movie out of this? They will. They will. They will. That's at the end of this whole thing. But uh, yes, they are going yeah, to make yeah. a movie of this. Um... Dear David. So when Ellis sees David again in a dream, he proceeds to ask, Dear David, how did you die? Mm -hmm. And David answers, an accident in a store. Okay. So Ellis asks his second question, Dear David, what happened in the store? And David answers, a shelf was pushed on my head. So Ellis, who apparently can't help himself, asks, who pushed the shelf? Oh, Ellis is dead. That's the third question, right? So at this point, Ellis jolts awake, terrified because he asked the forbidden third question. Mm -hmm. The next day, Ellis set to work researching for kids named David, Daniel, Dylan, or Devin, who may have died in stores in New York after being crushed by a shelf. Okay. His search turns up nothing. Of course. A little bit later, the apartment above Ellis is vacated, so Ellis moves upstairs to that apartment. Mm -hmm. During this time, he stopped thinking about David because moving is stressful, and he didn't really need to think about David because David stopped appearing. Oh, well, good. So Ellis thinks that it's possible that David lost track of him because he moved. Uh Uh-huh. But then, dun dun dun, strange things started to happen in the new apartment. Uh huh. Ellis notices that for four nights in a row, his cats have gathered at the front door at exactly midnight. Exactly midnight. Exactly huh? midnight. They just sit and stare at the door as though they think something is on the other side. Mm-hmm. And he looked through the peephole and swears he saw something move. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Was it another cat? 
No, it was not another cat. Oh, okay. So Ellis explained all of this in one big Twitter thread starting on August 7th, 2017. Okay. And at the end of that thread, he said, and that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. A little twerp's coming for him. Yep. Uh, so over the next few days, uh, Ellis documents more strange behavior from his cats approaching the front door at exactly midnight. Mm -hmm. He posts a video of one of his cats sniffing all around the crack in the door and staring at the door handle. Okay. Maybe he put catnip there. Well, yes. So I've definitely, everything that you're going to say, I've already thought. Oh, 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 I'm, you're just so far ahead of me. Okay, cat's staring at the door. Yeah, and it's like staring at the door knob, which I think is very strange. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much. I don't think it's that strange because the cat knows that as soon as that knob starts turning, someone's going to come in. Sure. The dogs stare so, at the doorknob, too. Because so maybe the... it's because Ellis has a friend on the other side of the door and the cat's like, oh, you're here. Maybe. That's a, that's a strong possibility. Sure. I mean, it could also just be that, I don't know, do, do they show Ellis in this? In this? In no. This video. Ellis is taking this video of uh, his cat. Or did he set it on a stand and walk out the door? Fair. You, that could be it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. There's definitely... I have... I wore my skeptic hat a lot during this. Mm -hmm. I did. There are certain things where I'm like, fuck no, wash my hands of this when oh, we'll get there. okay. But for the most part, I did wear a skeptic hat. Okay. It's hard not to because the internet is just full of people trying to pull right. the wool over your eyes. Um, but clearly there's something that interests the cat on the other side of the door. Right. Regardless, there is absolutely something that's interesting the cat. Whether it's because Ellis well, is on the other side of that door or not, the cat is yeah. interested. Well, maybe the cat just likes visitors. Maybe. But ex at exactly midnight? Every single night? I mean, prove that it was at midnight. Fair. Other than... We're taking this guy's word for it. It is, like... You're taking his word for it. <laughs> we are taking his word for it for the sake of the story that oh, we are telling this magical this adventure. We're, and we're we listening to this wizard. talk more about what we both think this could be in length. Wait. But let me get through the story. We will talk more before about that. Yeah. Let me, let me know about what this wizard is. Uh, <laughs> let me know about the journey he's taking us on right now. We're, we're but small little hobbits. Yes. Uh, with furry feet following in the track, the tracks of uh, breadcrumbs that he has left is us. Is it secret? Is it safe? Yes. Okay. You have to get real close. <laughs> and like, oh, you're above me when you say that. Uh, so Ellis takes a photo through the peephole. Mm -hmm. uh, but he has trouble distinguishing anything, so he gathers his courage, opens the door, and snaps an unobstructed picture of the hallway. Okay. After studying the photos, Alice becomes convinced that there is something in the peephole photo right where the banister meets the shelves in the hallway. Is he? It looks like a shadowy, smoky thing. Like, I think, honest to God, I think it's a smudge on his peephole. <laughs> honest I mean, to God. I'm looking at that and thinking the same thing. Yeah, so. I'm like, this, this is just a smudge, dude. You're just scared. And that's fine. And mm -hmm. actually, the article I read talked a lot about how people on Twitter who were following this are like, I'm not sure if this is just me finding something because I want to find it. Yeah. And there is a word for that, and it is a word that I will not try to pronounce. It starts with a P. And everybody can go look it up themselves, but I didn't want to try uh, to pronounce did it. Did you spell it out? Because I... I, I cannot remember how it is spelled. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. But I can't remember the it word. Starts, it starts I, with a P, it and it basically means people are finding things because they are looking for them, which is something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah, I've brought that up multiple times. Which is, yeah. uh, I think, a lot of this story is people finding things because they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That said, yeah. um, he decided to take another photo out of the peephole. 
Uh-huh. And he becomes at that point even more convinced that there was absolutely something out in the hallway. I become even more convinced that there's a smudge on his fucking peephole. I I mean, <laughs> I even, I feel like I can see the same, oops, sorry, people, I bumped that. I feel like I could see the same kind of shape of smudge in there. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, it's a sm- I think it's a smudge. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um. So he thinks that it's it, something in the hallway. Mm-hmm understandably because he thinks that he's a little bit freaked out. So he deadbolts the door, climbs into bed and told Twitter that he was pretty scared. Mm. And the cat continues to meow at the door. Yeah. Um, that cat's name is Maxwell, by the way, and he comes up a lot. Mm. During an exchange with other Twitter users, it comes out that his apartment is an old house that was converted into two apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be important because it's an old house. Uh-huh. So that might explain hauntings in the house. Yeah. Mildew mold. Sure. Mm hmm. Sorry, um, wizard spell components. On August 10th and 11th, 2017, Ellis documents more of the strange kitty behavior. Uh Ellis took advice of Twitter users and protected his front door with a line of salt. And he also explained that he was going to download a sleep app that would record uh, sounds throughout the night. Okay. The morning of August 11th, Ellis reports that there were 33 recordings on the sleep app. And out of those 33, there were three that Ellis felt were interesting enough and needed a bit more investigation. Um, I was going to show you these, but they're really hard to hear anyway. Okay. Like, I can show you after we're done recording, but y- I know how you're going to react and you're going to be like, that was a cat jumping off the couch in the middle of the night. There's okay. no way. Okay. Okay. So I'll take a listen to them and we will put a link to them in the show notes. Yes. Okay. But I'm not going to play them right here because they're also on SoundCloud and SoundCloud insists upon playing music as soon as you stop, like the the little sound clip stops, okay, so. and so it's just going to blow up everything, so okay. we're not going to listen to those. Yeah, Anyway, sure, but... there were three. One of them sounds possibly like a snap or a step. One of them is just electric static, but there were 33 recordings and only one of them were the electric static, which is admittedly kind of funny. Okay. A little bit weird. And then the third, he says, is another snap or groan sound, and I heard fucking nothing. But I was also... I, I was not in a place that I should have been doing this, and oh. I maybe couldn't turn it up loud enough to actually fully hear it. Okay, so yeah. I could just not have been. Okay. So on August 12th, Ellis posts a selfie on Twitter and tells everyone he's leaving his possibly haunted apartment for the weekend. And Twitter set to work finding a ghost in the picture as people on the internet. Wait, like in to this do. picture? In this picture. Where is it? It's back here, supposedly. Oh. Okay. So we're supposed to focus on in the window panes and a door. Luckily, some friendly guy with the Twitter handle Cunnilingus Expert oh, was yeah. the real MVP, uh-huh. and he made a gif explaining what the hell we're supposed to be looking for. I stared at this picture for so fucking long, uh-huh. looking for anything remotely interesting, couldn't find it, still don't believe it, think it was people finding things uh, that are not actually there. Uh, Come on, gif play. What? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I see it. Now see you it. see it. Once it's been pointed out, you see it, oh, right? Oh, come on. But there's no way. Yeah, there's because, no way. Because you can find a face in anything. anything. That is what... That kid... That is a very small-eyed, weirdly shaped head. Well, I guess the head kid has a dent in his head, right? Right, yeah. Okay, sure, but they're just drawing in lines. No. Right, I, I felt the same way. No. Uh... To be fair, Cunnilingus expert actually says that he's not sure that he entirely believes it. But this is I what thought everybody I, I thought for it. sure they were gonna go like, "Oh, there's a man slouched here." Here's the no, no, they're no. saying it's a face. There's a face in there, and I see it once it's pointed out to me. But, but then it's... it just looks like ruffles on the carpet. Yeah, 
Is it carpet? What is no, it? No, that was uh, through the glass. It was in the window pane. Oh. Can you scroll up and let me see the window again? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a French door. Oh, it's like rectangular. It's this color back here. Yeah. Oh, come on. What? That high up there, little kid? No. Maybe it's this down here, but still. Perfectly in the window frame. I know. Like, I know. Drawn out with lines. I know. No. I, I refuse. Know. I refuse to believe that, especially because you you could draw a pen to out be to fair, get it. Ellis did not say anything about there being a ghost in mm-hmm, this picture. Mm-hmm. People on Twitter were just like, I yeah, want to yeah. see it, so I see it. Okay. okay? All right. All right. So fair. we're moving on. Yes, yeah, so we're going to move on. On August 14th, Ellis posts that he bought an Instax. Uh, in, Instax? In? Instax? What is the A Polaroid Intax camera. Intax Polaroid camera. And he decided to take a few photos around his apartment with it. He posts a few unremarkable Polaroid shots of like his living room, mm-hmm. his kitchen, whatever. But they're but ghosts in those. The shot, no, no ghosts. Oh. Um, but the shot of the hallway outside his door developed totally black. <gasps> so he's thinking, like, he's a skeptic. He's like, I, I don't. It doesn't sound like a skeptic. He, he's enough of a skeptic that he's trying to, like, debunk himself. Uh huh. Well, that's good debunk himself sure, uh, sure so he he thinks maybe he placed his finger over the lens on accident okay so he goes back out to the hallway places his finger over the lens takes that picture when that one develops it's not completely pitch black like the other one like there's obvious differences okay that makes so sense. he's like i don't think that i covered this with my finger i don't know why it developed black uh-huh so then he videos himself taking photos in the living room and in the hallway and he doesn't show mm-hmm the developing of the photo in the living room on camera. Uh-huh. He shows it printing and him setting it down on his TV stand. And then he posts the video of him taking a picture of the hallway. Mm-hmm. He walks back to the TV stand, shows that the living room photo developed normally. We see the Instax photo print from the hallway. He holds it in his hand, walks around, keeps his camera trained on it. And it does indeed develop black. So we've seen that one from start to finish. Okay. From him taking it to to walking around, letting it develop, it develops black. To be fair, we mm-hmm. don't see the front of the Instax camera in that mm-hmm. video because he's walking around like this with his phone taking okay. a video. Okay. So he could have taped, I don't know, like black construction paper to the lens. Yeah. There's or, a lot of things that could have happened. I don't know exactly how these cameras work, but I mean, could he have just... Most cameras are electronic in some way. Could he have just, uh, like, unplugged the photo processor that that goes to the Polaroid? And emits. So I know a I basic know like develop entirely black though. At so, that point. so because they're black initially. Okay. Aren't they? No, they're white. These are white initially, and they develop the color. Okay. Okay. I don't know then. Because um, I'm thinking of the old Polaroids, and old were Polaroids black. were black. These are yeah. not. They they start white. Okay. Um. So the next one actually I think is kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. I think this one is spooky. He took a photo of the hallway at a distance with both his phone and the Instax. Uh, the hall light was on for both photos, but the hall appears pitch black in the Polaroid. And I mean pitch black. It's not like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the picture. Yeah. It's it's creepy and weird. Uh, okay, so I'm curious. Did you look at all to see if anyone has done counter research on this for uh, video and... Um, essentially video and picture autopsy? To see if, because you can actually look at like particles, mm-hmm. they can actually uh, take pictures and change the colors and look at um, artifacts and the pictures and tell where Photoshop has happened. You do the same thing in a video. No, and I, to be fair, I only used really one article for this entire thing, and then Twitter, obviously. Okay. Um, and like people lightened up the photos to try to see more, uh-huh. and I do have some of that in here for you to see. But as far as like. 
the skeptical side of this. No, I did not do a whole bunch of research into the skeptical side of this. Okay, I'm I'm just curious as to what... So you have this community, it sounds like they're completely backing him, but you've got to have people on the other end that are just as interested in debunking him. Sure. It's just that that's not the interesting part of this story, so I didn't really look into that. Okay. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm just... I think the... I think it's just as interesting. Okay. Well, maybe you can do the research on the other side of this and we can do a recap at some point. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Um, so then August 14th through the 21st, Twitter sets to work finding other spooktacular things in the Polaroids. Uh-huh. One Twitter user points out that in the photo of the two Polaroids of the hallway, one with Ellis's finger and one without, mm-hmm. that there appears to be a face just above the one with Ellis's finger right here, zoomed in. Uh, uh, I think. Sure. Okay, fine. It looks like a little Who kid, but like from like, Dr. Seuss. Awfully convenient. I think that there's probably something sitting on uh-huh. the floor right there, and like the trick of the shadows. Yeah, and why is the nose just as bright as the eyes, and the yeah. eyes are real set in? Like, it looks like a Who. Sure. Um, so people start running. All of the photos through photo editing apps and increasing exposure to see what they could reveal, and they find things like the outline of a person in the pitch black fucking doorway to the hall. Yeah. Do you see that? Do you see the person? Yeah, sure. I kind of want to take that first photo and see if it comes out like that. This okay. one? Yeah, I kind of want it because I could do the same thing. Sure. Overexpose that sure. photo. But creepy as fuck. Sure. Like, if you're a person who's following this on Twitter and you're like, I'm going to turn this up and find something, and you're like, holy shit, there's a figure of a human being right yeah, there. Yeah, that'd that's, be... That's fucking scary. But, uh, I'm, yes and no. Because but also, that look also... how tall this figure is. Unless he's, like, far back in the hallway, maybe. That would make sense. No, because the hallway's not up, though. That's got to be way far back there, and then he's too big. Yeah. But anyways, even if I found that, I would feel like it was planted there. Sure. I get it. I know. I know. You've got your skeptic hat on always. I get it. I've got my my skeptic hat pulled down ear tight. I know you do. Um, Ellis does not have his skeptic pulled down to his ears, Mm -mm. so he gets some sage and tries to cleanse his apartment. Spoiler alert, it yeah. doesn't work. What? I know. Well, I thought Sage was supposed to be the end-all be-all. Apparently it's not. Mm, did he burn it? Yes. Oh. Mm. Yes, he burnt it. But maybe he didn't have the right intentions, maybe he had too much of a skeptic hat on, I don't know. Mm. So that very night, didn't which get was... the right alien-powered witch Not to the right alien-powered witch. Uh, so the very night that he tries to uh, cleanse his apartment, it's August 15th, David visits Ellis in a dream again. Mm-hmm. This time, David appeared smaller, almost shrunken. And in the early morning hours of August 17th, Ellis tweeted that his cat, Maxwell, was still going to the door every night at midnight. Mm -hmm. And at 3 a.m., the phone app was recording five minutes of static every single night. Okay. And that morning, he had been woken up by what he felt to him like a very small earthquake. And Ellis reported that it felt like a storm was coming conveniently. Later that day, it was reported that Ellis's area was under watch for a severe thunderstorm. Okay. Um, Which, that's not out of the realm. Like, people, like, animals kind of... Uh, react to weather patterns and so do humans and it's not out of the realm that he's like mm, something feels like Small something's changes. coming sure, sure. Um, so on t- august 21st ellis tweeted that he fell asleep early on friday night the night of the storm which actually was not nearly as bad as they predicted it would be mm-hmm. and then he again dreamt of david but this time david was pulling him by the arm through some kind of warehouse okay. and when he woke up he had a bruise on his arm where david had been holding on in the dream oh but he fully admits that the bruise could have been a coincidence and he could have just injured himself the day before, but it was still a little bit strange. See, I like I like this guy because he's a really great actor. <laughs> because 
he is giving us the look the, I don't even believe this. This is ridiculous. Right. As he gives it to us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Uh, uh, it's for, wonderful storytelling. Yeah. Wonder, great uh, spoon feeding. Feeding. Spoon feeding. Feeding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because it. I don't know. It makes you want to believe it more because you're like, oh, well, he doesn't believe mm-hmm. it. So he must not be yanking our tails. For sure. Yeah. Um, on Saturday morning, Ellis left the apartment to do his usual Saturday business. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that the usual bustling food cart repair depot was now completely empty. Mm-hmm. He took a quick peek into the completely empty warehouse and all he saw was a single green chair. Remember that the initial chair that David appeared in was also a green chair. Oh, Green okay. is important. Okay. So keep that in your mind. Um, on his way back home, the warehouse was locked up tight, and Ellis couldn't help but draw parallels between his dream of an empty warehouse and then stumbling upon this usually busy warehouse that now sat empty. Mm-hmm. Fair. Sure. On August 25th, Ellis reported that his cats changed their routine. At about 10 p.m., the cats would approach the front door, cry for about 15 minutes, and then wander away like, no big deal. Okay. And after the cats walked away, Ellis would get inundated with phone calls labeled no caller ID. Ellis answered once on the 24th. He thought it was a robocall and stayed on the line waiting for the automated message. Mm-hmm. But there was about a minute of static, then silence, then possibly breathing, but it was uh, really quiet, so Ellis wasn't sure if it was breathing. Okay. And just as he was about to hang up, a small voice said hello. Mm. And there was no inflection to the way the hello was stated, and Ellis panicked and hung up the phone. So it wasn't like, hello? Okay. It was like, flat. Hello. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, he panics, hangs up the phone. On August 28th, Ellis reports that he purchased pet cams so he could keep an eye on his cats while he was on a three-week vacation in Japan. Mm-hmm. Ellis also hoped that David would lose track of him while he was away. Okay. That's fair. He also reported that he moved the green rocking chair out of his bedroom. Okay, sure. I would say if you're dealing with paranormal, fine. Yep. A wise move. Okay. So the pet cams are motion-activated as they often are, mm-hmm. and will connect to your phone when movement is detected. So, so they were going off all the time. Before he left for Japan, he tested them out. Uh-huh. The footage for those of, uh, sorry, the footage for those of us who believe in paranormal mm-hmm. is a whole lot of nope. Frankly, I will okay. not, I will not lie. Most of the story up until this point have been like really hardcore skeptic, uh-huh. had my skeptic hat on, and I've seen a couple of items where I'm like, oh, this is a great story by, like, a really great committed storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's making really brilliant use of social media, good for him, but this footage straight up gave me goosebumps. Okay. I watched it and I was like, oh, good. Ooh. Do, we get to, do I get to watch it? Yes, you get to watch it. Okay. I'm going to show it to you right now. Okay. It's playing. Okay. So the chair's rocking. Mm-hmm. That's his green rocking chair. Yep. Okay. Also, I want you to look at this blue chair. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I think there's something funky going on with it later. So just look at the blue chair and then pay attention to it. Okay. So anyway, green chair is a it's a rockin' all on its own, okay. and it triggered the motion camera, and I've a whole lot of nope. Was he actually in Japan? And it's easy. No, to he get... wasn't in Japan yet. Okay. This was him he, testing. He put it up and it was testing it. Okay. I know. Motors. I know. But I don't see anything. Under the chair. No, and it's like a spindly little chair, so you'd see something. It just, it freaked me out. The whole side of the chair you can't see. So there's a second capture a half an hour later. Uh Uh-huh. The blue chair's turned. The blue chair's not facing the same direction. Thank you. That's what I noticed, too. But 
you're saying that's proof. I'm saying no, that... no, no, no. I'm not saying that's proof. Okay, okay. I'm just pointing it out because nobody else pointed that out in my research. Did oh, you see the turtle shell fall? Yeah, I saw okay. a black something black move. So there was a turtle shell hanging on the wall. Right oh, there. and it fell. Okay, and it fell. So that's that's the second thing that triggered. Okay. So the article I used for this pointed out that some Twitter users felt that the blue chair in the far right disappears in the second video, but it was discovered that it was a trick of light and it didn't actually go anywhere. But what I noticed and what I asked you to look at was that the chair is in a different position in the second video yeah, versus the first. The chair is facing the camera. Yeah. So in the first wasn't. video, it's the side of it is facing the camera, mm-hmm. right? Like it's tucked into a, a table. And in the second video, it's facing towards the camera. I almost wonder if that was, uh, he sat there to see if the camera was all good. In between, when he was supposed to be gone. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I was saying. I was like, so why didn't the camera pick up that movement of that chair? Yeah, the chair moved. The so, chair is very clearly not in the same position. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Why yeah. didn't that move? So my skeptic hat says these videos weren't actually half an hour apart and that Ellis is playing some fun tricks for the audience's sake. Yeah. However, However. the green rocking chair still freaks me out. Okay, fine. Even, I will... even, if I, if, even if I can admit that this guy is making everything up, that imagery uh-huh. terrifies me oh okay i i will remember to keep the motors out of our uh, rocking chairs thank you so we're gonna fast forward to september 5th what ellis starts a new thread by simply stating it's happening again uh-huh on september 3rd the pet cam catches maxwell the cat behaving strangely mm-hmm. first it gets him appearing spooked by something and jumping over something invisible but then it gets him periodically standing up on his hind legs and peering around and then finally swiping at something invisible in the air oh cats gonna see now but mm-hmm. the biggest thing is at the end, end of the video of spooked maxwell jumping over something invisible yeah I want to see if you see it, because I did not see it initially. Mm. Which one's Maxwell? The white and gray tabby. Okay. Uh-huh. The cup moved? Did you see it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's a there's a green mason jar on the um, coffee table, and at the end of that video, that thing moves by itself. Okay. Moves by itself. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's, that's a little funky. And what color is the mason jar? Purple. No. Green. Green. Which I told you to pay attention to, right? Because green's green. important. Apparently, unless it's a blue chair. <laughs> right, unless mm-hmm. it's that blue chair. Maybe it's a blue-green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Close enough, right? Mm-hmm, no. So, um, there are some other spooky falling things that aren't that interesting. So yeah. I'm going to fast forward again to September 16th. Ellis reports he's been having weird dreams about severed heads and dark figures staring at his windows. Okay. And after one of these nightmares, Ellis decides to uh, take a walk to clear his head. Mm-hmm. His walk took him uh, past the empty warehouse, and he heard a thunk come from inside of it. So like any normal person would do, he took a picture through a window and got the fuck out of there. Okay. Yep. So this is the picture he took. That's like, in the warehouse? In the warehouse, through the window. So there's like okay. a, a broken down leather chair and like some insulation. Okay, sure. So, yeah, it looks like that is a um, cabinet or a dresser. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe a desk, like with filing yeah, cabinet Yeah, like on the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cabinets, so for sure. Twitter does what Twitter does best. Oh, yeah, they find ghosts. And they set to work finding a ghost. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Ellis himself found what he thinks is the figure of David on the far right-hand side. I see some smoky stuff. is this picture that he zoomed in, and I'm like, I no, still... No, I see a little bald. I see... Okay, I see, I see. Look, look, look. Okay. You've got a head right here, eye, eye, nose... Right. So now that you've pointed it out, I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it took this uh, very severely edited photo for me to see anything. 
And now I kind of see it. And he even has the dent. There's even a dent right there. Sure. Okay. So, all right. Fine. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, fast forward to September 22nd through October 5th. Adam stays mostly quiet because he's in Japan, but on October 2nd, his last day in Japan, he posted a photo from a statue he visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the statue is called Song of the Forest, and it depicts a woman holding a small child with a dented head. Oh, nice. Probably a coincidence, but understandably, it freaks Ellis out. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, from here, updates slow down. Ellis tells us in mid-October that he's having some funky things going on with electricity in his apartment, like lights are turning off and on, and mm-hmm. and light bulbs are burning out really fast when they shouldn't be. Okay. Um, then, on October 26th, Ellis says he had a friend come over and cleanse his apartment. Mm. He said everything appeared to have gone back to normal for about a week. But then he noticed that the warehouse was open again, and there was a hearse parked inside of it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Weird, but not necessarily ominous. Okay. It's kind of weird. Sure. Um, but on the night of the 25th, as Ellis was getting uh, up to grab a beer from the kitchen, he noticed a person standing on the opposite apartment staring at him. So he takes a picture while crouched down on the floor. Mm-hmm. This is the picture. And you can kind of see something back here. I can't really see anything. This right here? Uh, no. No. I mean, that, you're, I'm looking at a black picture with a bunch of white around it. Uh, I mean, kind of, sure. You see that now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me shrink back that back down. Okay. Because Twitter went ahead and lightened this up. Okay, yeah. I and can... there is, like, a person sitting there. Well, didn't he say there was a person there? Yeah, but, like, you can see it now. Oh, okay. Because it's all lightened up. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, kind of. I mean, it's kind of a distorted picture. But... It is a distorted picture because he took a picture into... Mm-hmm. The darkness. Okay. With a yeah, smartphone. Yeah. Sure, so, sure. Um, on November 6th, Ellis explains that he had a dream the night before that he had another dream of David. Okay. And it was similar to the first time David appeared, only Ellis's paralysis was only partial and he could use his hands. Okay. And dream Ellis grabbed his phone and snapped a picture. Mm-hmm. Ellis woke up just as David began to crawl onto the bed. Okay. And it turns out, out that Ellis was taking pictures in real life, not just dream uh, life. Uh-huh. And this is where the um, the pictures and this story starts to... I'm getting goosebumps right now. Oh, yeah? This is where this starts to get to the point where I'm like, I can't. Uh. So, and it, it's not, I can't from the perspective that I necessarily believe all of this. It's that I can't from the perspective of the same way that horror movies get me. Uh-huh. I love horror movies. I love them. I love to be scared. It's one of my favorite things, but things will get to me. Well, sometimes and they push you too far. This is this is that to me. Okay. It's the like it's go- it gets to me, and this is probably going to give me nightmares. Okay. So I'm sorry. We're gonna. I'm sorry. We're gonna move forward. Well, okay, let's move forward. <laughs> let's get let's see those pictures. So these were taken uh-huh. while he was in bed okay. with partial sleep paralysis. Okay. And there is very clearly a child with a dent in its head sitting on the little couch in his bedroom. Uh huh. Um, I, this is the first picture where I, ha- where I haven't needed it lightened up to actually really see anything. I'm sure I can see it. In These the- are the first pictures, but they, they were lightened up as well, just to uh-huh. make it more obvious. I, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. No? Uh, no, I don't like this at all. Um. Can't be a doll? I guess it could be a doll. It could also be Photoshop. It doesn't matter what it is, I don't like it. You don't like it either no. way? Okay. I mean, I- <sighs> I mean, if, I, I, if this is Photoshop, he is incredibly committed to this story on Twitter. Of course he is. The followers he's got at this point. Sure. The amount of people, the attention. Yeah, absolutely. 
at this point, my my two thoughts are either he's incredibly committed to making doctored photos mm-hmm. for this story, or it's a real haunting. Those mm-hmm. are my two options at this point, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to fast forward now to the end of November. Ellis is hearing strange sounds above his second story apartment, and there is no access to the roof of the building. Okay. But Ellis reveals that there is a hatch in his apartment that he thinks may lead to an attic crawl space. It's very high up, so he buys a telescoping pole. And when the noise is coming from above intensified and he found debris on the stair below the hatch, Ellis videoed himself using the telescoping pole to move the door of the hatch. And he barely lifted the door before something fell out of the hatch. Oh. So I'm going to let you see the video. Okay. That looked like a rat. It was not a rat. Hmm. It was a small leather children's shoe. Oh, okay. Like old-timey leather children's shoe. Mm Mm-hmm. So he does a smart thing and he calls his landlord. And the landlord brings a ladder and gets himself up in that hatch with a flashlight. Mm -hmm. And at first the landlord says there is nothing up there, but uh, then he found a small green marble. Oh, convenient. The marble dates to around the turn of the century based on its construction because it has the little nub from being hand cut after being hand blown. Okay, okay. But also it's green, Mm -hmm. like the jar on the table, like the turtle shell that fell, like a little plush crocheted cactus that also fell, like the rocking chair, and like the chair in the warehouse. Okay. Everything's green, so dear David likes green. Yeah. So we have radio silence until December 6th, and these pictures are the worst. These ones coming up are the worst out of the whole story. Oh, they're worse than the couch? I might cry. Don't cry. Like, they're the worst. If you cry, that's going to be a lot of editing. So... When Ellis tells Twitter it's December 6th, he spent the last two nights being startled uh-huh. awake by a feeling of someone watching him. Okay. So he downloads an app for uh, his phone that takes photos every 60 seconds, and he sets it up on his bookcase and leaves a lamp on while he sleeps. I find it kind of odd that he had to do this when he already had a camera for his cats. But they weren't in the bedroom. They were in the living room. So take them out of the living room. I don't room. know. He did it this way. Okay, because this know. is better storytelling. Okay, he did it yeah, this yeah, way. yeah. Then you can you don't you only have to do a Photoshop a picture instead of video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, the camera catches some extra creepy. Nope. Mm-hmm. God. Uh. You see David uh, standing by the foot of the bed. Okay. Like first he's like sitting on the little couch thing like he was before. Yeah. Um. And then he's on the fucking bed staring at Ellis while he's sleeping. He is on the bed. He is standing mm-hmm. on the bed staring down at Ellis. Yeah. Standing on the bed. Uh-huh. And then he looks right at the fucking camera. Uh-huh. And the last picture, oh my god, I am oh, I'm sweating so much. <sighs> the very last picture on the camera roll uh-huh. is the creepy fucking wispy hair and the damaged ear. And it's... Ooh, and if you notice, the angle has changed slightly, like David touched it and it moved. Yeah. Fuck. Why isn't there more pictures? Oh, there are more pictures. I just chose these four to show you. Oh, okay. So what, did he turn it off? Or So he didn't turn it off. He just went and looked at it? No, he turned it. this off because this is the last picture. Oh, there aren't. Okay, those are just, there are these, more pictures in between. There that. are more pictures in between all of this. There's pictures of like him okay. looking like he was slumped over. And there's a ton of pictures of him being like slumped over on the couch, like uh-huh. looking like he's dead. Uh-huh. And then suddenly he gets up and comes over and stares. But I just, I picked the ones that were really, really creepy for you to see. Sure. And understand mm-hmm. my order of nope with the side order of nope tots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck. Okay. There you have it. 
Okay. I mean, I don't think it's a doll anymore. No, it's not a doll. No, I think it's I think it's David's little friend. So somebody made a gif of the movement. Yeah. I think uh, David has a friend, and it definitely moved. It definitely. Yeah, yeah, we already knew that. I think David has a friend with a little kid. You think Ellis has a friend? uh, Ellis, Ellis, yeah, yeah, and maybe the little kid's name is actually even David. Maybe. (sighs) Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time now. Oh, good. Presents again. And Ellis goes home to Montana. Mm-hmm. And David followed him. Because David's an asshole. David's not an asshole. David just needs a friend. So he starts to feel that someone was watching him through the bathroom window. And when he investigated, he found tiny human footprints in the snow. Oh, it's cute. No, it's not cute. It's, cute. it's not cute. So Ellis continued to use the app that takes pictures, but they turned up nothing, despite Ellis feeling sick and continuing to have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. So after those pictures of David discovering the phone, I happen to think that David figured out what the phone was for mm-hmm. and is avoiding the camera. Sure, sure. If we're going based off of the idea that I believe that this is a real thing. I don't know, I think it's kind of hard to get a little... I guess you could get a little kid a couple of times, but like then you gotta put all that makeup on him again, and that could be a pain, and then the makeup might not come out the same again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Fair. Okay. If we're going based off of the idea that this is a real haunting, I oh, think. Oh, you can do that all you want. I think that David <laughs> learned. Okay. To not be in the focus of the camera. Sure. Okay. Uh, on January 1st, 2018, Ellis dreams of David again. Mm-hmm. And David was hovering above the bed, staring down at Ellis, and his mouth was moving faster than it should have been. Okay. Ellis was experiencing sleep paralysis again, and David suddenly fell from his position, and Ellis says he felt a huge pressure on his chest, and it woke him up gasping, and the wind was completely knocked out of him. Uh-huh. And this time, the camera did pick something up, because <sighs> David was staying out of range of the camera. And what the fuck? Looks like a dog. That's not a dog. There are fingers. Uh, well, yeah, I see it. I see. I see. It still does kind of look like... I guess because it's blurred. It's blurred because he's falling. Oh, yeah. From the ceiling on top of Ellis. Oh. Why would a ghost fall? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Hey, look, I don't know. Because he's running out of alien witch magic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. We're going to fast forward again to January 16th. Okay. Ellis starts talking about how uh, some stories he posted on Instagram that some of his followers noticed strange things with. Mm-hmm. Some of them appeared to be corrupted files in some way, like a weird, like, green, orange, pink, like, jumbled pictures so uh, i think that like maybe they uploaded incorrectly i don't know mm-hmm. um around this time ellis also starts losing track of time and twitter users believe that ellis is either being possessed by or is about to be possessed by david because uh, generally speaking when you talk about possessions uh-huh. losing track of time is a big a big part of that okay okay um because if, like somebody's taking over your body you're not remembering that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you weren't conscious for that yeah okay um did you go to the doctor no, not that he posted about Oh, you start losing track of time, babe? Go to the doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of January, we get another weird video of Maxwell the cat hissing <laughs> at something off screen. Yo. Some people on Twitter think that David's face was superimposed over Maxwell's face in the last frame of the video. I don't fucking see it. That's just a pissed off cat. Uh, okay. This is a pissed off cat. And that's the last frame? Yes, this is the last frame of the cat video. Um. Do you see a face? Other than the cat's face. No. No, I don't either. 
Um, the video, the cat video was also not accompanied by a thread of explanation like Ellis normally does. So, like, everything else he posted was like, here's this video and here's this, uh, 140-character explanation. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. had nothing, just the video. Um, also it was posted at midnight. Oh, okay. So this leads followers of the Dear David saga to believe that Ellis didn't tweet the video, David did. Okay. Mm-hmm. On February 3rd, 2018, Ellis inexplicably posts, everything is space, space, fine. Mm-hmm. There's no punctuation. Okay. Ellis uh, usually is very grammatically correct in his posts, and there's a weird extra space between is and fine, and people worry that everything is not fine. Okay. Understandably so. On February 6th, Ellis posts that he's leaving his full-time job of four years. Mm-hmm. Ellis worked for BuzzFeed and had decided to leave his job in order to pursue his own projects. Okay. He says, quote, I'm nervous about what the future holds, but I feel space space good. Okay. So, again, there's that extra space between feeling uh-huh. good and uh-huh. followers think this is not a coincidence. Uh-oh. I know. On February 13th, Ellis tweets, quote, please don't worry about me, period. I'm okay, and everything will be like it was before. Happy emoticon. Okay. Smile face emoticon. Uh-huh. Once again, Ellis's tweet lacks proper capitalization and punctuation, and uses an emoticon which Ellis has literally never used in any other fr- thread. So, Twitter worries. Of course. Yes. Of course, Twitter worries. Mm-hmm. On February 14th, Ellis posts another strange video of Maxwell shot from the same perspective as the last one. Again, uploaded just after midnight with no explanation. Twitter continues to think David has been ta- has taken over. Uh-huh. A month later, Ellis posts that he's alive and well and busy working on a project and everything is calm and the strangest has stopped. And then we fast forward to June 6th, so six months ago. Okay. Ellis announces that Dan Lin, the director of It, will be producing a Dear David film. Ellis continues to claim that everything he has experienced is completely real. Oh, mm-hmm. So, to me, putting my skeptic hat back on, mm-hmm. it's also very fucking convenient that he gets this to a state of viral that some of these videos have almost a million views. Okay. On Twitter. Uh-huh. On yeah. Twitter. Like, okay. Okay. so vi- Fucking videos of cats jumping have almost a million views. Yeah. On Twitter. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, so he, this is so viral that he gets it to the point of being so viral, and he disappears. Mm-hmm. And then he quits his job, and he says, I'm working on a project. This is the motherfucking project. He's getting a movie deal out of his fucking great, amazing story that he clearly put a lot of time and effort behind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He put so much time and effort... The only other option is this is a real haunting. And I believe in hauntings. And he still claims that everything he has experienced is completely real. But he's going to sell more tickets to the movie if people think it's real. So I'm kind of torn on this one, actually. On whether or not I think it's real. Because there there were so many moments where I was like, come on, man. Like, no, there are things that, like, that blue chair. Uh The fact that that blue chair... Moved, moved uh-huh. and that wasn't picked up in the motion sensor. Sure. In between those half an hour apart videos, yeah. that to me ruined what I potentially would have thought was real. Okay. That threw it off enough where I was like, he's fucking with him. He's fucking with people. Sure. That said, uh huh. I think there's a chance that he was experiencing something paranormal. Uh huh. And he made the story bigger. Okay. Catch a fish that's this big, you say it's this big, right? Right, right. I think 
there is a possibility that this man did experience something paranormal or at the very least horrible sleep paralysis nightmares, which people do mm-hmm. have. That is very common. Okay. That's yeah, scientifically yeah. backed. Uh-huh. Horrible sleep paralysis nightmares that he maybe felt were real and then made them a much bigger story than it actually was. I think there's a good chance that it all started out with him having those uh, sleep paralysis dreams. Um, I've um, I've heard, I don't know if I've ever done any particular reading on it, but I've definitely heard that even if you know you're having sleep paralysis, you can still be terrified mm-hmm. and try to rationalize your way through it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just real or something I've heard on TV, um, but I think that there's a good chance that either... A, he has this this issue and started posting on uh, Twitter about his dreams and it got realized big. he was getting a following and decided to run with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you can say it's so intricate that maybe it's not possible. I think that makes it all the more possible. Mm-hmm. I think... Like, there's too I've much seen, proof? I mean, uh, yes and no. Like, there is... There are YouTubers who have for years, years, been sprinkling hints of little stories and, um, like, I don't want to say controversies, but little things like that, like puzzles that mm-hmm. you can put together in YouTube videos. For years, these little creators that no one, people are just starting to put the pieces together. They're just starting to look at things and... And go, oh, man, this guy's been putting stuff together forever, you know? But you just didn't realize it because they've been sneaking it in under your nose for so long. And it's complicated and uh, intricate and consistent mm-hmm. because you don't have to deal with uh, movies, the way movies are produced, where they're like, we don't care if it's consistent as long as it gets us the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if the timeline fits up. You have one one guy, one girl making YouTube videos and they can make it exactly how they want as consistently as they want to. No one, they don't care if it gets some more clicks or not because in the end, that's not what those little things are for. Mm-hmm. This, on the other hand, I think this was really well crafted. He worked for BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that BuzzFeed didn't say, hey man, or even he himself doesn't have some sort of education on getting the clicks. He knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. No, he I knows agree. what he's doing. I he had a buddy. Think about think about the time frame that this all happened in and when the pictures of the kid started coming in mm-hmm. and when the pictures of a kid stopped. I mean, in that time frame, a child is not going to change a whole lot. Sure. And you get a couple of blurry pictures and then later... You get a couple of more detailed pictures. It all just comes together too perfectly. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the it's low low quality, little a little bit of information, and slowly there's the buildup, and the quality gets better. And like it's just like a movie. Yeah. You don't see the monster in the beginning of the movie. You see, you see the back of its foot as it's walking into right. a doorway, or a hazy picture of it. And off I think in the that back. might be why the pictures of David bothered me so much. When we got to them, mm-hmm. because they were, it suddenly was so tangible where it was like, oh, there's a thing there. I really think that they dressed up a kid. Sure. I think, I mean, I I think 
that your idea has merit. I think the problem that I have is, as someone who believes in the paranormal and believes in hauntings, I want to believe this guy. I just think that some of it is a little too convenient, and he missed some details in his proof that make me think that it was doctored. Yeah. And maybe not all of it was doctored, maybe some of it was, and maybe some of it wasn't, I don't know. I, I want to believe in this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like this spooky shit. I sure. do. I like it a lot. And I will go see the movie when the movie comes out. I just don't know that I actually believe this one. Oh, I certainly don't. I know you don't. I, I certainly you don't. There, it's just... The problem with posting stuff online and posting stuff in the world and the age that we live in today is all of it can be faked very easily. It's true. Like Like I said before... This guy worked for BuzzFeed. You're right. I know. And he knew how to make something go viral. And I'm sure he had plenty of connections. Obviously a to... great storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Or he was just connected to all the right people that were everything he needed for this to go viral. All right. Yeah. There you have it. So we didn't find the truth today. No, we didn't. Uh, but we sure uh, danced around um, Adam Ellis and... Uh, Dear, Dear David, David. Um, I'm going to ask him four questions. <laughs> do that. If you ever mm-hmm. see him, you do that. You want me to do that if I ever no, see him? No, God, no. no. Why would you tell me I to do that? I don't want to haunt this house. Mm. Well, I thought he said he was going to die, too. Well, Wasn't it if you asked there's him There's a three... chance he could still die. Maybe it's a very long, prolonged, drawn-out experience, okay? <laughs> it's like, oh, that movie. Oh, there's a movie. I'm so bad at remembering names when I need to remember them. I know you are. But uh, it's... It's essentially these people racing uh, Lewis and Clark to get to uh, the West Coast. Um, anyways, it's got the guy that plays uh, Chandler and Friends, and it's got... Matthew Perry. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of it. He, big comedian in the 90s, uh, down by the river, um, uh, Chris Farley. He's oh, got okay. Chris Farley. Okay. Anyways, and uh, this bear... Gets this guy's ear, and they go, and they they decide they're like, oh, we gonna are we gonna go hunt down this bear? And he says, no, we're not gonna hunt him down. And the guy's like, well, wait, how are we gonna get our vengeance on this bear? And uh, this, the guy playing Matthew Perry saying that they're not going to. Uh, he's the leader of the expedition, and he says, I know something far worse. We're gonna wait. He's gonna get old. He's gonna be slow and decrepit, and he's gonna be in pain. Mm. And slowly, he's going to die a horrible death. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. That's all I see. (laughs) Oh, you didn't die, like, immediately after you said it. He didn't die a week after. He didn't die a year after. Then what was the point? Yeah. You're going to die. Oh, he got hit by a car. Damn, David finally got him. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Want to sign us out? <sighs> I will. All, All right, right, guys. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. If you like what we're doing, uh, jump on over to iTunes. Leave us a positive review. It helps other people find us. Absolutely. If you really like what we're doing, you can jump over on Patreon. It's also at TTIS Podcast. Yeah, buy some merch. Uh, yeah, at the truth is somewhere.threadless.com. Mm-hmm. You can find our show notes that'll have all of the videos and goodies and stuff in it from this one at the truth is somewhere.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, just want to chat, the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. Or our Facebook group. Or our Facebook group. Uh, 
TTIS podcast group. Search it on Facebook. Come join us. You can talk to me and Corey. You can talk to other people who listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's really great. We um we can actually like communicate with with our listeners directly, yeah. and you can communicate with us directly. Pretty nifty. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that's about it. You do that. All right, you guys. The truth is somewhere. Keep looking. <laughs>